Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Marc-André Peltier. I'm the president and CEO of Bantera Resources. Bantera is a Canadian gold junior exploration company with a, a large portfolio of mining exploration assets and infrastructures. We're located in the IBTB Greenstone Belt in the north of Quebec, a great place to be. And I'm talking to you, Matthew, today from Colorado, Beaver Creek. Fantastic. Well, that's why your introduction was so eloquent. You must have said that quite a few times over the past few days, I suspect. <laughs> I think I actually dream about it. <laughs> <laughs> so how many meetings did you get set up there? I just got it before the talk today, and uh, I stopped at 40. And uh, that's uh, that's 40 formal meetings. But of course, you know, with the social aspect of uh, the summit, uh, we had more, much more informal meetings as well. Yeah. Okay. No, they, they, these are these are tough. Actually. It sounds like a jolly, but it's not. I assure you, it's, it's three hard, hard days. But look, uh, Marc Andre, I want to talk to you. Okay, you have built five mines. Is it five mines? Uh, a bit over now. Bit over. Okay. Okay. So you know how to build a mine, and this is this is this is why I have. Um, I want to. I, I want to talk to you because you've walked into a difficult situation. There's a bit of history with Bontara. Okay, remind people what you walked into. Remind people of the new strategy, please, because I want to get into how that is being received by investors. So, if you if you don't mind, the the, the strategy, Matthew, is very simple. Uh, we want to grow the business and, and to the point that we're going to be. Uh, going back to production. So we want to become the next gold junior producer. And and uh, so it's uh, having to say that is how do we do that? And we really want to develop our assets to the next stage. And and when I joined the company um, earlier this year, I, I took the time, you know, to look at uh, our deposits, our infrastructures, and, and Bontera has great deposits with two huge deposits containing near 3 million ounces of gold. We have a mill and, and really the, the, the strategy is what do we do next? And uh, I concluded uh, that the best, the best way to bring the, the company as, back as a gold producer is to advance the Barry deposit. And uh, it is an open pit and underground portion of the deposit. And we recently published a PEA uh, on the Barry Open Pit. Okay, but the, what, what you walked into was a slightly different situation from that. It was a kind of a long time in the making and nothing really kind of got over the line. I think people, and what I want to get, you know, um, I want to understand today from you is how the Open Pit plan, I get into production via the Open Pit plan, because it is, we're talking about a short life of my life, like five years and 30,000 hours. It's, it's not big, but it gets some cash flowing, but it's not a very Canadian model. So. Is the market ready for that? Have you been getting positive feedback or are people still confused as to why you would do it that way? Uh, the feedback is fairly good. I mean, uh, we, in order to, to become a mining company, we, we, we have to stop diluting our stock. If, if you look at my past experience at Westdome from 2017 to 2022 when I left, we were able to grow the business organically without going to, to, to the market. And, and, and we, I think the market did recognize that. And, and that's basically what we're trying to do at Bonterra. Of course, it's a smaller scale project, 
but that's what we have, you know, immediately. So that, that, that's what we're working on. So we have a mining lease at Barry. We have processed that or at the mill in the past. So all indicators, you know, will move toward the Barry open pit. But that in itself is not going to be enough. You need to go underground as well. Um, so, you know, I'm just intrigued about how you piece it. Look, you've built five mines. You, you know, it's not too many people who tell you what to do in terms of building a mine. But you've got to believe that you can get that over the line, whatever the stepping stones, mm-hmm. right? So open pit, that's still going to need financing. So what are you doing about that? Yeah, so... Uh, Actually, we needed the PEA that we published in June to, to be able to talk to investors, bankers, and you know have something very concrete to, to tell them. So the initial capex, uh, as per the PEA, is 22 million. Uh, we know we're, go- we're going to need, and it's all Canadian, Matthew. Uh, we know we're going to need some working capital because uh, at the start of the pit, the stripping ratio is going to be pretty high, waste waste to all. So. So we, we would like to begin the, the production, the construction work and the production, uh, the Barry Pit with uh, about 40 million Canadian. So we've been uh, working on that since we published the PEA. Uh, we're trying to get the best deal, you know, for the company, considering the current market conditions, of course. Well, there you go. There's the big long pole in the tent, um, which is the current market conditions and price of gold. And we're seeing CapEx structures across the globe being blown out of the water. You were doing it off the back of a PEA. So explain to people perhaps new to your story or just more broadly, how do you get something financed off the back of a PEA, which isn't going to dilute the heck out of the company? What's, what type of financing have you been looking at or exploring? We're looking for a mix, a mix of uh, equity, uh, debt, and uh, a convert. So uh, this, uh, you know, uh, this week at the Beaver Creek, the, we talked to many people and uh, and I would say, uh, you know, the quite quite a few people interested to to go with a mix that kind of mix of, of financing. Right. Okay. But and is there sorry there NSRs over this property over Barry? There are. It's uh, actually uh, there are. there's okay. uh, some uh, some uh, uh, of the NSR actually we can buy them back. There's a and royalty from a Sandstorm. At 3.9 percent, and it could be 2.1 percent can be uh, buyback by uh, uh, for two million US. Those those uh, buyback, Matthew, we're actually considering the PA. So there's a, we're actually working on other possible uh, NSR reduction deal at the moment, and hopefully those deal will conclude before we release the PFS uh, on the on the very open pit before the end of the year. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you're still on target for the PFS by the end of the year. It's yeah? a challenge. I'm telling you, Matthew. Uh, work with consultants is very challenging, but uh, that's why we know the project the best. So we need to to stay involved, you know, in the process and make sure we uh, remain on track. So so yes, as, as it is, yes. Right. So this the okay. We're, you're also talking about an updated um, main resource, right? And the PFS by the end of the year is. Are you going to be able to get it funded off the back of a PFS and an updated resource? Because you've been doing a lot of infill drilling. Sorry, lots of questions here. Is the infill drilling that you've been doing feeding into the new updated um, um, resource? Yes. We've done a very small campaign. And what we're trying to do is to close the edge of the pits, you know, make sure we don't leave anything behind. 
on, on, I'm giving you an example. On the west side of the pit, there were two small satellite pits. So we tried to, to join them together or join them to the main pit. So we've done some infill joining just to make sure we're not going to leave anything behind. I, I do not expect a lot of changes, you know, from the past MRE. But again, the PFS process is, uh, is our tool that we're using to de-risk the project as much as possible on many aspects, and geology is one of them. You built mines. I keep coming back to that because it's a big deal because not many, not many companies make discoveries. Not many companies get through an economic phase and, work, and, and see an economic project in front of them. Not many companies get into production. You've done it five times. So I'd like, um, I got to reference that bit. What about the financiers? Because as a banker, you kind of want as much certainty as possible in times like this to ensure that this project is not going to fall over. So you've built stuff before. You're confident off the back of a PFS that it's going to de-risk it. Do you feel, or do your financiers, will they require further economic studies from you? I don't think so, honestly. Um, uh, and, and why is that? It, it's very simple. We have a pit, there's been some past production there. We have the mill. We have the tailings management era. It's not the project we're starting, you know, from the greenfield and from, from, from the start to the end. We are, we're already, you know, uh, quite a bit down the road. And, and I'm just going to give you some example, and I, and I have a lot of them. But if, if I'm telling you that this week, Bonterra is going for a tender of offer to select the contractor who's going to mine the pit, who's going to build uh, the, the tailings management area. This is how we are. This is what I call de-risking. We were going to select the contractor in October. That, that contractor is going to become our partner of choice. He's going to participate in the PFS because contractors have sometimes better way to do things. Uh, the cost involved are going to be the cost used in the PFS. So ideally we have a contract signed. So, you know, you know, these days with so many projects, they got surprises on costs. We're trying to mitigate that aspect of the business. There's going to be surprises that there are always surprises, but you know, we, we work on what we can. Uh, now and trying to reduce the risk as much as possible. So, so that's what we're doing now. Another example, at the end of September, we're going to have the construction drawing done for the, for the phase one of the tailings management area expansion. We're already at that stage. So, you know, so we're, we're trying, we're a small team. We're trying to do as much as we can but that's the direction we're going for. Can, can I say, if you're going to, be able to select someone in October that, that you're going to work with, you, you must be having conversations with lots of people at the moment to try and, try and understand you know, who's right, the best fit for you, et cetera. What is the feedback that you're getting in the market with regards to um, costs? Because we've seen inflation costs, we've seen price gouging, where people are taking advantage of the situation, taking advantage of the fact that there's um, there's not a lot of spare capacity out there in terms of people and drills and, you know, consultants, et cetera. So is the feedback that 
the the expectation is the prices will start to come down or they will continue to rise or what, what's your expectation uh, at least stay as is to be honest right if if, if they don't rise uh, they're gonna stay as is I would think what's interesting about our project I mean again look at the tailings management area expansion it, it's in the PA it's 20 million dollars so when you look at the scope of work we're not building anything there's no steel you know uh, sheldings that's we're not building anything we're gonna move rock and we're gonna pad it into dams and you know and we're gonna do lifts so we have labor cost, we have uh, equipment cost and fuel costs. So yeah, we, we could be exp exposed to higher fuel costs, but th that's why we're going to, work, uh, to, to select the contractor. You know, if we can lock the labor and equipment cost, I mean, again, you've mitigated the, the, the impact on potential higher costs on supplies. But what I'm trying to tell you is in, the, in our project, there's no steel. There's not a lot of concrete. We're, we're drilling blasting rock, we're moving it to a mill, and uh, we're building a TME. So I think for that aspect, anyway, I'm quite quite comfortable, you know. And don't forget, in those PAs, there's always contingency. You know? So you always have a little bit of room. But that's why we need to optimize as much as we can, uh, you know, uh, to be prepared just in case, you know, some, something blows up or in a... And, and that's that's typical, you know, to, to mining and construction. Yeah. Okay. So efficiency, efficient use of capital is really, really important to you. And you don't have some of those kind of big factors like, you know, concrete or steel, which makes sort of drive prices up. Um, but what's happening with things like 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 fuel or reagents and, and, and so forth? Is, is that staying pretty much the same at the moment? Since we've done the PA, the, the, I believe the fuel price have been going down a bit so uh, about the regions uh, to be honest I, I do not know so it's something that we uh, we should look at that as part of the PFS okay and is there anything that since we've last spoke is there anything that you've dropped in terms of like managing cash flow is there anything that you've dropped? I mean, have are, are you spending money on trying to get, you know, you talked about the 800 ton per day mill um, and spanning to 1800 mm -hmm. ton per day. You're going after the mm -hmm. permit there. So has that, have things like that slowed down yes. or you know, what's given? What's, yeah, what, what's stopped? Uh, honestly, uh, Matthew, I had to, to make a very hard decision uh, not too long ago. Uh, like you mentioned, I am a mine opener. I'm not a mine closure. Uh, but unfortunately, we, we made the decision to close, to put the bachelor underground mine under permanent care maintenance. And, and the, the last production at the mine was in 2018. So it's been four years. Uh, Bonterra was kept, kept the mine, you know, under dewater, well maintained. And, and, and that cost a lot of money. Uh, we believe we're going to save about $3 million a year. Uh, by putting that mine on, on care of maintenance. It breaks my heart, but it's the right thing to do for the company. We're going to reallocate that money in the development of our project. Baggy Underground is, uh, is the next project following the Baggy Open Pit. 
Right. Okay. Okay. So, Bachelor, that was like I think the you know the the M and I in that was only about one hundred sixty thousand ounces, but it was you know reasonable grade, you know, five, over five and a half gram, uh, five and a half um, uh, grams per ton. But, but what what because you just didn't have enough data, or you didn't have the the cash to be able to sort of see what you know, see if you could grow that. I mean, when you say it's a hard decision, what, what were the factors? I'm sort of intrigued for the bachelor underground mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a small resource there at two hundred sixty-five thousand ounces. Most most of the resources all, all categories. in the yeah. deposit, which is just side the, beside the bachelor mine. Uh, you're right about the grade. Uh, Bontara took a bulk sample in 2020 in the Moray deposit. And, and I understand the, the reconciliation of the, the bulk sample turned out to be positive, but the grade mine was 3.9 grams per ton. So the 5.5 grams per ton you're talking about is non-diluted. As you know, when we mine, Sometimes we get some extra material, and 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 uh, that's one of our concern we had with the Mori deposits. If we could potentially get higher dilution than expected, and and, and when that happened, you know your cost goes up, your grade goes down, and and you're putting your project and for such a comp small company like Bonterra, you're putting the company at risk. So for a risk perspective. Is uh, you know the right thing to do. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm glad you explained that because I think not a lot of people understand the kind of dilution component or you know what true width uh, widths mean. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of variables that actually define the economics, and it's you know it's important for people to understand that. And so, so, the cost mm -hmm. to maintain the mine for the next five years because it would take five years to to you know to get to the point we could eventually mine. So. You got to consider the cost that you're putting everything to, to keep that mine. And, and that was the trigger, to be honest. Absolutely. Okay. And is there, is there anything else that in terms of, terms of just, because you've come in to kind of fix a problem, right? And you come up with a new strategy, kind of get into cash flow, stop the you know, financial dilution uh, to, to, to shareholders. Um, and you've had to look at all the moving parts. So are there any other elements that you've, You've been able to save money at, or are kind of conscious that perhaps it could be run more efficiently, so that you can focus on Barry. We have slowed down the exploration at the Gladiator. We we did what we wanted to do this summer with two drills on the lake, uh, barge drilling. We completed that program uh, not too long ago, and and we want to take a pause there to, to make sure we gather all the uh, you know the data. Uh, we, uh, we want to look at the interpretation. Uh, we have our own resource model geologist now, which is a great, great, uh, great expertise, uh, you know, to build in, in, internally. So we, we're going to take the time, you know, to do it right. Uh, look at the uh, interpretation, the geology, and we're going to put the more focused exploration program for next year. So, so that's kind of where where we are now at Gladiator. So we're kind of wrapping up the year, you know, and, and set the table for next year. So so for cost perspective, uh, yes, it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, there's going to be some saving there as we we are not training at Gladiator at the moment. Perfect, okay, I understand. It's, you're streamlining the process, so um, the strategy for Bachelor well understood, the kind of, um, 
more uh, data-driven decision-making kind of slows things down a little bit at Gladiator, but you will be back there. So Barry, open pit. Um, what, what's, what's the timing on that? What, how, how do you quickly move that into a state where it may get nearer production? Uh, we're talking about mid-year next year to get back in the, in production. As I mentioned, a very high stripping ratio at the start. So the first three months, there's more ways to, to ore to move. Let's say, let's say that. And uh, we should be back in the ore uh, later in Q4 next year. So really 2024 would be the, the first full year of production for the pit. And, uh, you know, we, we, we're going to be at the 1,200 tons per day uh, stage uh, for about 30,000 ounces a year. Right. And so and have you got the permit for the underground ramp yet? For the underground, uh, we actually have two diamond drills on the deposit. We uh, started two months ago with a 125,000 meters drill program. That's going to take about a year and a half. We're going to do about 40 this year and uh, 80, 80-ish next year. So that program is well underway. Uh, we would like to publish a new mineral resource estimate on the underground portion of the deposit end of next year. I would like to remind you, Matthew, if when you look at the buried deposit, the open pit is only 10% of the deposit. 90% of the deposit is below 100 meters. The baggy deposit contains over 2,000 ounces per vertical meter. It's actually higher than the Gladiator deposit, which is at 1,300. So when you get to that 1,000 ounces per meter, now you, you start talking about mining. So it's really good to be above that, that level. Right. And, and what, what do you know anything? Like you obviously did an assessment on, on the Bachelor Mill and Bachelor Maroy uh, projects that will actually the dilution component will you know, make it very, very difficult. With Barry, you sound like you have a, a, deg a degree of confidence about what the, what the mineable grade will be. Yeah, we, we're looking at the mining method at the moment, and that, that is the key. It's very basic in mining. You, you have to have the right mining method for the ore body that you're going to mine. And, and if you don't, you could be in trouble. So when you look at the geology at the Barry, uh, you have those vertical lenses, 800 series, 1,000, they have names. But those can be mine, bulk mining, what we call long gold mining, which is much, much easier. You know, it's sub-vertical sub ore, a bit thicker, easier to mine. But a good portion of the deposit is actually uh, what they call those shallow dippers uh, veins, the H series. And uh, those are narrow vein, high grade. So... We talked about dilution earlier. So dilution control is a key for those H series. We, we know that already. We were working on, uh, 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 the, you know, to make sure we're going to select the right mining method for those uh, high-grade narrow vein. And it appears that the cotton field mining method, which is a very selective method, usually higher cost, but you're going to get the best of your body. So that's that's what we're working on. It's early days, but you know, it's it's the time to look at those those things. It would basically, you know, it's it's very basic engineering that will carry on over uh, the next year and a half. Okay. And will we start to see some kind some more guidance from you 
um, in Q1, or will given given that you're sort of shaking things up here a bit, will you kind of kind of consolidate your thinking and, and refine strategy and sort of share with the market um, in in I guess in one statement or one document what the plan is? I think the next time we're going to talk, Matthew, it's probably going to be early December when we're going to publish the PFS. And, and I think the PFS will, will demonstrate the economical potential at the value open pit. Uh, so, so much uh, up potential in a higher gold price environment, uh, you know, and, and I, I know the gold price is, it is what it is now, but you know, what's the chance in the next uh, two, five years that the price of gold uh, goes above 1700 US? We all know it, it's coming. We just don't know when. So hopefully we're going to benefit of that positive gold price environment and generate more cash flow and and continue to advance our projects. Okay. So what do you, what would you say? I'll leave you the final word. Okay. What would you say to current shareholders who have, you know, been party to the previous previous managed strategy, which didn't didn't come off? You've been brought in to change things around. How, how much more time do you need for them to kind of see some? upside and you know will this thing actually get over the line what would you say to them mm -hmm. we, we put together a very detailed timeline it's actually in our on our corporate presentation and and of course we keep fine-tuning fine -tuning it and you know uh, putting in a bit more details but uh, we have a very clear plan uh, we are in the executing mode uh, the PFS coming uh, Financing, we're working on that. Uh, the permitting would be the trigger, and and again, we we're working on that. So I think I think our shoulders we see that we're we're moving toward the right direction, and and we are uh, doing what we say we're gonna uh, we're doing what we say we're gonna do. So I think I think we're gonna get some credibility on that aspect over the next months. Okay. Well, I'm. Um... I will. We'll wait to sort of see assays, ask more assays if they if they come through. If there are any outstanding assays, see if they come through. But I think the the thing that I, I guess actually, if, do you mind one more question? <laughs> one more question, which is in your experience when you built mines previously, I you know I don't know what kind of the variety of scale they were at, but what were the kind of moments where the market typically reacts? What were the things that you delivered? during that mine build phase that you've outlined, I think on page eight of your PowerPoint, um, that you're going to deliver, which have had a reaction in the past. Is it simply just the MRE, so the updated resource, the PFS, the, you know, some, some decision around financing or were there more subtle moments? I think, yeah, good question. If, if you want my opinion, it's, it's when we begin, when we're going to start to pour gold. And and it's not just to pull one bar and then uh, wait for the next. It it it's 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 the it, to do it on an ongoing basis. So so that's what we're aiming for, uh, Matthew. And we have a clear path uh, to to get there. So I'm very confident that we uh, we're going to be very successful.